Good evening, everybody. Uh, you're listening to A Night at the Roundtable, which is coming to you live from bbsradio.com, Station One. This is Penny Christofferson, and I'm introducing the show tonight. Uh, and also present will be Rama and Tara, the Faction Three White Knights, and we know all kinds of things about them. And the declaration, imminent, the imminent declaration of Nasara. And you've all met Randy Miller, uh, so far and, uh, all of his, all of his interests and Micah, um, who's studying, uh, alchemy and other matters. And he's also, um, a student, a knowledge seeker with Mr. Kesh and, um, and myself and, I guess that's all of us tonight. So this is going to be a roundtable discussion on current events, and we're asking you all to uh, call in. Yeah, there'll be lots of time to talk tonight. Um, and I guess uh, I'll start with the meditation. I I said I I do the meditation for tonight, and so I I will do that now. And I'm going to ask all of you uh, listeners and uh, those present, to uh, put your hand on your high heart and to imagine yourself following the path that leads up to uh, the golden light of the plasma field, uh, the same field that Rama uh, rests in periodically, and to find a place on one of the large rocks by the side of the field. And as you sit there, Watch the geese and their friends go silently in front of you and listen to the songbirds in the trees around you and look up and see the eagle flying high above. As we all see and hear, we are reminded of the fecundity of life, the beauty of the world around us, and the aspirations that rise and are shared with us in the silent circling flight of the eagle above us. The peace of this place settles into our awareness, and with it comes the reminder of our oneness with the life around us and of our place in that white oneness. We are here to learn and share that oneness, to be stewards of that oneness, and we feel the joy that comes with that awareness. A moose comes into view at the edge of the water, farther along the shore, and deer along the path we took when we came here. They accept our presence in the stillness. In this time of silence and reflection, it is easy to sense and feel our connection to all that is as presented by the various forms of life around us in the moment. We are completely open to the awareness of all that is. We accept that awareness and the peace it brings. Even the mosquitoes are no real annoyance. The trees and plants around us, home to the bird life and shelter for all other kinds of wildlife, are silent and powerful guardians extending their protection to all who seek shelter among them and respite in their shadows. The fairies, the gnomes, the elves skitter and tiptoe around, 
not willing to break that wondrous sense of peace that extends over the landscape shared by those of us present and by everyone around us. We think about, we talk out loud about, we ask about the items in our hearts and our minds and are soothed by the peace, the stillness, the quiet companionship of everyone around us. And we know responses will come in due course and we are content. Eventually, the reminder comes that we must leave this place for a while and find our way back to the other expression of our humanity. And so we say au revoir to see you again soon and head back the way we came. We are refreshed and renewed in the awareness of our secret, the ever-present ability to find the strength and purpose we need to continue on the individual paths we have chosen as our mission in this chapter of our existence. And so it is. And so I pass the talking stick to you, Tara. Thank you so much, Penny. That was, that was perfect. That was beautiful. And there's another part of me called Rama here. Yes. And um, I just want everybody to take into their hearts uh, something um, in our family here. Um, My son, Christopher and Danny, their brother, uh, took his life today. And um, his name is Jeffrey Banks. B-A-N-K-S. And we'll get some more information about it. But um, for all those who have gone to this place, there's so many right now that are leaving. Um, Despair, as Mother keeps on saying, is not an option. Yet the ones who do this don't know that when they do it. All I know is that all the angels of heaven are with this beautiful being. I don't know his age. He's in his 20s. That's just sad. But um, there is a time now where forgiveness is happening in a much more extended way across this whole situation. And especially when the younger ones come in and they don't know what we've gotten here for them to have to deal with. And they're looking at this saying, wondering how cuckoo nutsy have we been before they got here? (laughs) So I'll just say it's coming to a very big finale right now. And I'll let Rama talk about a little bit about that before we Pass the talking stick. Pass the talking stick to you, Rama. Um, what I could say with what's going on about the energies and how it's affecting all of life is we are being upgraded with the frequencies that come from Super galactic center, the Hunab Ku, 
and it's going through all the central suns, including our great central sun. And it's an exponential upgrade that is so magnificent. At the same time, it is challenging because the energies are such that you gotta walk that invisible path that I talk about. You just sprinkle the gold dust in front of you and the path appears and you may not see the path to begin with and you got to kind of use your consciousness to get there and the gold dust is pouring in in insurmountable amounts from the sun which is a reflection of Helios and Vesta all the way up to the great central sun to the <laughs> center of the Milky Way galaxy, the Hudabku. These energies at this time, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not, we're being upgraded. The more that we can embrace it and stay in our high hearts, the better. And the dark side is doing as much as they can to create chaos and confusion at this time. And many that don't have a spiritual practice or sadhana to work with these energies get affected. And um, I can say that there are so many souls that are leaving every single day. I, I'm just not talking about what's going on over here. Gaza, Yemen, Russia, um, Ukraine, which has always been part of Russia. There's <laughs> these words, these names. It's, you know, um, word magic. When they play, when the failed powers that used to be use words, their thought forms, what we've been experiencing, learning, our thoughts are physical things. Physical matter, space-time, it's tangible, it's real. You can taste it, touch it, feel it. Our thoughts are so powerful, we are creator gods and goddesses of the most time. And we're all immortal, yet as we mess with the other energies, things go awry. And right now, the dark side is doing as much and as everything they can that create confusion and chaos. And it it gets to us. I am not affected. I mean, I'm affected as well. I had my moments today of just the beginnings of headaches and pulsing with the energies of the solar flares and 
kind of like somebody putting my head in a vice and releasing it, letting it go. And then the pressure starts again. And it is about breathing through it and staying positive in the high heart as much as your monkey mind tries to confuse you and tear you down. It it is a challenge. Yet breathing through these energies helps. That's why pranayama and what Aurora Ray talks about in all her messages, as we do the kundalini yoga techniques and work with these energies, we can get to a better place. And I can say that in this current uh, moment, <laughs> as I have heard some call this waking dream that we're in, yet sometimes it feels like a dream world, yet it is not a dream world. And there are bits and pieces of it breaking through. This is what I talk about. The matrix is collapsing. It's melting down. It is done. As we don't give it so much power, it doesn't have an effect on us. Yet, we kind of go through reality. We interact with the energies as much as we can. And I'm saying, like I keep being told, leave the matrix alone. It, it is there. Uh, it is collapsing at an exponential rate. And the less that we give it energy, the better. And this is why every day it is imperative you take time to meditate and work with the energies, not allow this maya to get to you. And it is a challenge because, like I say, it affects me. It affects everyone. Um, each day that I talk to the deer and the crows, they tell me, stay in the high heart. Don't let this get to you. Even though we kind of have a target on our back, too. It's still, you know, this is Groundhog Day, Candlemas, Imboluck. You know, the deer, we're basically saying, it's still hunting season. You know, we're fair game, too, out there. So, you know, send more love to all the situations. And um, I have seen these stories, and the deer have kind of shown me telepathically that there's this collective consciousness that they're not afraid of the hunters. They're challenging the hunters because there is a great shift on the planet. And um, the animals are saying we no longer wish to be eaten. There is higher ways to do this. It's called liquid light, liquid love. I passed the talking stick. To to you. Me? (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, 
Okay. Um, I've been watching the stay on MSNBC, the mayor of Michigan, and he is furious. And he is furious with Joe Biden. Yeah. For being complicit with committing genocide. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody so furious and saying it like it is on a major network, the actual truth of what's going on here. Uh, Tara? Yeah. Can I ask, you said the mayor of Michigan. Did you mean the mayor of a town or did you really mean? Oh, it says Mayor Abdullah Hamoud. He is the mayor of Dearborn, Michigan. Oh, Dearborn, Michigan. Okay. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I know it's confusing between what we call people, you know, well, no, we we all call certain kinds of people the same thing. But I meant I was really referring to political titles in uh, different states and provinces and so on. So thanks. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Well, I feel this sense of a lot going on. Uh, as Rama was saying, where is the uh, report? Here's this. Hang mm-hmm. on to that. <laughs> Hang on to that. Um, mm-hmm. And I just got knowledge just late today about what happened to Jeffrey. Um, uh, and it, it gets really close to home when someone in your family does something like that. Um, and it has to do with the pressure that's on right now. The energies that are pouring in and how these energies are pouring in, how I see it coming from the sun is the showers. I mean, (laughs) it's golden rain and, um, it's coming from the sun, the monoatomic gold dust. It's like being poured into our atmosphere from the sun. And I, as I've been kind of reading, I'm not certain, but maybe we're coming to the end of this solar cycle of the solar flares. I can't really say because I don't know enough about it yet. What this is doing is upgrading us, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not. And as we resist, and what's happening on the planet is that the dark side, the Republicans, the folks who have a vested interest in stirring the pot of darkness make it harder a bit for the rest of us and this is why as crazy as it sounds as illogical as it sounds to send more love and it works because love is the answer and um sometimes that kind of answer doesn't help in a situation where 
the sadness, the grief, the shock of what's going on. And I just, I keep hearing Cryon in my head. And he's saying, you know, as you can see us the way we see you, you'd be dancing for joy with the radiance you pour out. And everybody in the universe can see it. That might sound illogical coming from a 3D perspective, yet it is absolutely real. It is the frequencies that are all around us. I call it the force. And it's that radiant energy that pours out. And there, there is a shift and it's about becoming aware of this radiance because it helps us through each moment. Um, I passed the doggy stick. <laughs> Back to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I want to continue where I left off in the sense that there are many more people taking their lives right now than normal. Yeah. Uh, and, and it should never be normal. <laughs> but um, the human race has been trekking down the wrong path for a long time. And what's been happening in more recent times, and I'm talking about the last 40 years, in more recent times when the human race has been treading down a wrong path for about 6,000 years now. Uh, and um, the solutions are still up to those of us who have taken a path of wisdom uh, taken a path of compassion and uh, learned to embrace the greater whole as our sisters and brothers. That statement that there's only one of us here, it never goes away. And that's another thing that we've all been learning more about in the sense that None of us are our physicality. That's not who we are. We are pure spirit. Having a human experience. Yes, we chose it, though. We did. Every little tiny being that comes through and shows up in a physical body through that womb space and through that canal and onto the earth, every one of those beings are just one of all of our beingness that's a very large thing to contemplate you might say and i think practicing divine wisdom and com compassion leads that road and to study and uh and to experience that relationship that we all have in the oneness um and um this idea of 
killing for profit has got to go. And I know that Rama's been told uh, by many that the guns won't work anymore. And I think that the idea of the divine mother, the divine feminine is coming into play, you might say, in many worlds again right now. I, I And I say again because many thousands of years ago, there was a time when the goddess was really honored. There are still cultures that do that. The Native American culture is definitely one that honors the feminine. And the masculine is here to protect that energy. Um, oh, right. You said right, right, Penny? I didn't say right. Just say it. <laughs> yes. Um, and again, our children grow up. And uh, you might say some of them beg to differ with us. And hmm. sometimes that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, well, maybe I'll pass the talking thing to you, Penny. You might want to share a few things right now. I'll do that. I, I actually do have a few things to share today because two or three things happened uh, mm -hmm. that um, are really I just quite amazing, actually. Um, although the first one isn't going to sound like it when I start. Um, but this, uh, I went into town today, but before I went, I went out to the bush with some um, kitchen uh, stuff like carrot peels and all the rest to throw in among the trees where I know the animals go to visit. And uh, I just stopped to take a look. And there were, there's no snow back there, which is quite something for the 1st of February. And I turned around. I was going to come back up to the house. And I um, either slipped on some ice or I tripped over a tree root. Uh, both things were there. And I just turned around, I think, so quickly to just take a look at what I was going. I found myself um, flat in the ground. And in the process of getting myself up, um, I noticed some green on the ground, a little piece of green. And I thought it was passing strange. So um, I was getting ready to get up and I saw this green. I wondered what it was. And I moved uh, with my other hand. I just moved some of the, the dead leaves aside. And there underneath was a wild strawberry plant. And it has, it was up to the second, like the first set of leaves wasn't huge at all, but the first set of leaves had already shown themselves. And the second set of leaves a little further down the stem were just beginning uh, to come out. And they'd been protected by the dead and wet leaf fall. And I remember getting up and thinking that was a real metaphor for our current situation, if anything ever was. So and before that happened, I'd been in the kitchen baking and souping, as I call it, listening to my favorite radio, uh, radio station and program and program hosts. And it led me to consider how many people 
diss the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, a.k.a. the CBC, and they miss the good parts of it. The charge is always that this radio station is too socialist, too left-wing, and the words go downhill from there. And I have to say, I don't listen to the news or any of their podcasts unless it's by accident because it sounds like any MSN MSM stuff that you could listen to on any radio station in North America. Like it's everybody's in total denial about everything. Um, I can't stand it. But when it comes to the music programs, the science programs, the literary and and, uh, arts programs, they, they, it's fantastic. There's all genres of music. There's all kinds of singing. There's discussion of books and of ideas. And I mention all of this because it's the music that uplifts me. This is where I'm going with this. It's where I go when I'm feeling down and out. It makes me laugh or dance or sing or just plain, uh, it just plain is solace to my soul. People complain about the presence of classical music on CBC, for example, and they miss, I think they miss, the jazz, the rap, the international music, because we've got uh, inter, we've got people from all kinds of places in the world playing music from their own country and from their own areas of the planet. Fascinating stuff. And then, of course, we have the indigenous people, and uh, that comes in different forms. So I just want to tell you this: I heard today a harpsichord concerto by uh, Christian. Philip Emanuel Bach, some of the son of the great Joseph Bach, or whatever his first name was. And it was so danceable that I put down everything I was working with and danced. You know, so if you can find a piece of classical music that just says, says dance with me, uh, that was the one that was it. And it turned out it was the only time, it was the only piece of uh music for the harpsichord he'd ever written. It was just about the time that the harpsichord came into existence and he wrote it for the king and that were whatever it was. So I'm just saying that, and I've, I've, for years, I've listened to the radio, to the music. I listen to the music wherever I drive, coming and going. And um, it's a solace to the soul. And if, and if you all haven't discovered that, um, I'm prob- I may be preaching to the choir. I don't really know. But it's, it's great work if you can find it. It just seems to put me in the groove every time. And I listened, and this part about the science program is, I'm, I'm thinking of you, Rama, in particularly, why I'm going into detail here. The science program, Quirks and Quarks, it's called. Quirks and Quarks. And the the host is a man called Bob McDonald, and he's been doing it. I don't know how many years he's doing it, but I'm going I'm going to find the podcast tomorrow and send it on to you to play because it's really interesting. For one thing, there was a, a Norwegian researcher who's been working, and she's in mind in the she's got a PhD in psychology and and all kinds of interesting things. And she, she and her colleagues were doing some research into the difference, the way the brain operates in the children and the young people who only use keyboards and who use pens, pencils, and crayons, and so on. 
and who learn how to um, who to do cursive writing or not. And it's the results are rather scary because they were they were able because they put on these net caps on the head of their um, uh, victims. <laughs> I was going to say of the people who have volunteered for this. And they pick up all the brain waves in the various parts of the brain. And they can find out just by asking you to do certain things, which part of your brain is lights up and is active. And there, um, there are parts of the brain that don't work or scarcely work at all when all you do is work on a keyboard. So anyhow, and, um, when they talked about that, they didn't even, he didn't even bring up with her any of the heavy-duty connections that there could be with AI and the World Economic Forum. I I don't even know if he knows about it or what he does. Then the other thing that came up was the underground volcano that happened in January of 2022 over in Tonga and not far from New Zealand. So Bob McDonald was talking to a New Zealander who was – I was – Going to call, I, I don't remember his exact title. Astrophysicist is not what you call somebody who deals in water, but I don't remember what kind of a physicist he is. And he was talking about all the trenches in that, that part of the world. And one of the most Im- very interesting parts of the discussion was his description of how high up into the sky the material went that was blown from the center of that volcano. Uh, and he pointed out that 23 kilometers represent, if it goes 23 kilometers up in the sky, it's touching the bottom of the stratosphere. This explosion went 57 kilometers into the next level. Uh, and I can't remember, mesosphere, I think is what he called it. And it traveled around the earth at that level and affected all of those rivers, you know, like the Pineapple Express and the other ones that we've talked about at different times. And that affected all the weather patterns on the globe. And he specifically mentioned how it intensified the fires and so forth in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, uh, so, yes, there, there's no doubt that there were fires that were started intentionally and so on. But what was going on in the atmosphere, thanks to that explosion, was not helping a damn thing. Um, So anyhow, the discussion was about the existence. This was um, another part of the discussion. And I I don't necessarily I'm not don't I don't think I'm representing it adequately. But nevertheless, the discussion was about the existence of water vapor and steam and what that did as well. So my question to Rama is to check with the White Knights and ask them what that happened. Did it have something to do with rebalancing um, the energies on the planet? I was checking into some of the articles that exist now on the web, on the web and uh, they don't go up to today and represent, like at this moment, what the research that's been found. This man was right up to date on it. And apparently the people in Australia and New Zealand and the Philippines and Indonesia and Japan, they're all taking another look at their um, disaster plans. Because what happened in the planet at that time has never happened on the planet before. Has never happened before. And 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 the physics of what happened with the creation of steam 
when the, when the water went down into that cauldron of boiling lava, it created steam. And they had a great big discussion about why the sides of the volcano under the water didn't collapse. And the, the speaker was saying his theory is that because the water went in, the seawater went down into the cavern that was created when the top blew off, and it created steam, terrific steam pressure. And that helped keep the sides of the mountain intact. And it just sent everything else shooting up into literally to the stratosphere. So it's, and they're still, and obviously they're still, everybody's still doing so much theorizing and researching and so on. And just by the luck of the draw, um, they had a picture of what that uh, piece of underground sea water and trench looked like. And that was total serendipity. Um, whatever ship had pulled in had was having trouble with some mechanics on the ship, but they had underground, uh, they had tar, uh, uh, cameras that could take pictures under the water. And just because they had time to kill um, while they were waiting for repairs to come, uh, material to become to repair the ship, they went out and they took photographs under the water, as it were, just of that exactly same place that blew up a year later. So they, they, it's just like it's just like a pennies from heaven, right? They got a picture of what it looked like before. They got a picture of what it looked like now, and now they're trying to figure out what happened. You know? But there was a sonic boom that went around the Earth three times. I, I mean, that was phen phenomenal. I don't remember when that happened, but maybe you guys do. But basically, my question still is, Rama. Ask the ask Tom and the others, you know, if that had a major thing to do with some kind of balance. Because somewhere I was just reading that all of these things that happen have a place in the planning of what is happening to the Earth. So uh, that was so momentous. Nobody's I haven't heard anybody talk about it since, which is not unusual, I suppose, because you got to know the places to go look. So my first place is you, Rama. Okay, that's the end of my report. <laughs> so, Penny. Yeah. Uh, I know that Ramon's right here, too. Um, so, what never happened before was an underground volcano going off and heading, hitting the stratosphere? Is that what yes. has never Yes, yes. I mean, some of, they mentioned, uh, they mentioned mo mo uh, one in the late, mono, no, there was another one that was really, really bad, and then the other bad one was the one in uh, down in, in the one in Italy. But this one was even more powerful than those either of those two. I was going to say Mauna Loa. Was that is that right? No, that's in Hawaii. <laughs> no, not that. No, not no, not. There's the one in Italy. Is the one where you know they where it had happened so suddenly people were oh, doing yes, things. Oh, yes, I, I, Mount, Mount Vesuvius? Yeah, no. Vesuvius, when Vesuvius went. But this one was bigger than Vesuvius, and it's bigger than the Krakatoa. Krakatoa, yes. This one was bigger well, the, than either the of those two. That those two uh, volcanoes are not underground. They're from I know. They're um, overground. Yeah, they're yeah. overground. They're on the surface, and this is underwater. And I guess there's there's little little volcanoes go off underwater frequently enough, you know, that it's not a strange phenomenon. 
But the okay, one this so, size and so, power. So that volcano, it's not underground. It's underwater. It's underwater. Yes. And I guess it it blew a hell of a hole in the top of the mountain. So, and it's still there. It had a flat top, apparently, in the beginning. And now there's just a great hole there. No, but I'm water. confused. I'm, I just got to go back again. If it was underwater, how does it get to a mountain? Because the the because the the surface of the the earth under the water is not smooth, Tara. This is in one of the trenches, but in that area of the uh, ocean, and and the, the ground under the water is not smooth at all. It's just like it's wildly, um, oh, it's wildly uneven. Oh, I say that at the bottom of the ocean, ocean there's a mountain there. Yes. Okay. Cause I was, but that means the water is how deep? I don't know how deep that makes the water. Huh. It, it, that particular trench area is, uh, I, it's, it's part of the deepest part of the ocean, and I think it's a good seven miles deep. Mm. That's a yes. lot. That's yeah. really, yeah. Well, when this guy was describing the sound, the sonic boom that it made and that went around, traveled around, he said the first place it was heard was in Alaska. And then after that, it traveled three times around the planet. Yeah. You know, and that's the Pacific Rim of Fire, too. That's the fully activated. Yeah. Yeah. And then everything's gone quiet since then. So what's that about? They don't want to talk about it, probably what it's about. Well, I don't know. I mean, this guy, well, maybe. I don't know. This guy, see, he was he was talking the subject he loves, and he he didn't seem to be holding back on anything. And uh, he's just like they're all, all of the scientists in that part of the world are having a good time because they got something new to do, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know what happened. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to know about this whole philosophical concept, Rama, of balancing the the energies in the planet and 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 why it isn't being talked about by all the people that do readings and stuff like that well i could say that um hearing on the inner levels is that it's you know and because our science has it moved into the realm of the Quantum? Yeah, the quantum levels where it's the the best way I could describe it is how magic works with the science. Uh Um, it, It is about the higher energies coming in and our present um academia i might say have it moved to the level of the galactic realms and maybe they have but uh, you know they don't talk about it what as what i've been hearing you say is that gaia vaiwamas are balancing the planet out with the energies that are pouring in from the other parts of the solar system and the galaxy and the activation of the Pacific Rim of Fire is part of that. 
And some of this has to do with how certain parts of the planet get moved around by the tectonic plates that are activated by different energies pouring in. And I could call them the cosmic rays, the cosmic energies that have a relationship on a spiritual level, how to balance the planet. And um, what comes to mind is some of the things that happened in the past where I guess I could call them earth changes that happen at such an exponential level that, you know, seas became mountains and mountains became seas. And what comes to mind is what Graham Hancock talks about is the flood, the younger Dryas period of ultimately you know, chunks of the planet Maldek came into our planet and disrupted, you know, things going on. And I could say that volcanoes and uh, different Earth movements have to do with these other cosmic events. And maybe these folks that you're speaking about don't know how to go into those realms because it goes into the larger story of mm-hmm. how Earth went through, you know, the um, a polar shift or whatever we would call what happened when Lemuria and Atlantis sank and, you know, the interplanetary war that was going on between the Anunnaki and the humans and the other galactic uh, players in the story. And the Earth gets affected by that stuff. And I think right now these things, you said this uh Volcano happened in the year 2022. Yeah, January the 15th, Rama. It, it has to do with us being upgraded into the higher realms as Earth is ascending, as we are ascending, as all the other planets are ascending. And the more of the story that we can comprehend of what actually happened in our history, her story, how we sort of got messed with, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And as we figure this stuff out, it brings light to, you know, pieces of the puzzle that are missing. Mm-hmm. And, and I wish our scientists on this planet would upgrade their wisdom, yet this is about the dark side still being 
seemingly in control. Mm -hmm. I, I I want to add something else that the speaker was talking about. And the people in Tonga, he said when it all started to happen, they were all down on the waterfront with their cameras and uh, taking pictures and something they heard the noise and she he says they turn around and they ran like blazes right to the highest point he said nobody had to tell them what to do they knew exactly what was coming and they were afraid of the tsunami and they took off and they headed up the mountains on the island and uh, it's there were only three people died in that whole event mm-hmm. And uh, but there was a heck of a lot of physical damage, you know, houses and so on and so forth. Only three yeah. people were lost because they knew exactly what to do and they just took off. And um, and they I, they weren't particularly afraid. They just knew what was going to happen and off they went and they saved themselves and so on. And uh, where, were where, able, did they, where did they go? Did you did they tell you there was there was some higher mountain on the on there on Tonga on the island that they went up. And escape the and escape the tsunami. Wow, yeah, but they knew what to do. And so. when that when that when that thing blew up on the floor, did it did it cause any lava to go onto the land? Not onto the land, but I don't know. Like what they're trying to work, what they're working on now is trying to discover how far the lava under the ocean went. You know, they've they've seen in some places the combination of steam and salt water uh, that went has has completely destroyed life in certain places under the water. There's nothing where some of the water was the the most um, I was thinking of the word fecundity uh, was the, the richest water around, he said. You know, there was there was all kinds of algae and everything in that water. He said it's just dead now just totally dead the combination of steam and salt water was just deadly and so it was a different kind of destruction than hot lava but the hot lava was under the water so that never came to the surface i'm hearing that that's not the end of it it may not be they think they it may not be i mean the latest report that was um like i said i was reading uh i did some headlines uh, in the on the uh, on the website on the web, and they think it's all quiet. But I the, I don't think the guy that was reporting to Bob McDonald thought it was all finished. You know, they just I don't know. They don't think so. Mm. Well, what I mean is like, um, this well, was, it's not the end of the story because it could go again. Well, not only that, it's it's triggering triggering the. Ent- triggering the entire Pacific Rim of Fire. Yeah. In other words, whatever, I mean, and the magnitude of the uh, devastation that we're talking about here, that sounds, as Rama says, huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more than huge. It's huge from what the guy, was, the speaker was saying. So there's yeah. you know, a principle of equal and opposite effects. So what's that mean, you know? Well, what? that's what that's why I'm asking the question because if this if this volcano, underwater volcano, is the opposite effect of something else that's going on the surface of the earth, 
Does that mean we're going to play tit for tat for tit for tat for tit for tat until everything, everybody gets tired or what, you know, like which is the, which is the cause and which is the effect here? (laughs) Um, a lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good at asking them. (laughs) I goes, Oh my, I was totally entranced with this discussion. You can tell. Well, we got a few things we can ask mother tomorrow. Yes. (laughs) And um, I'm just going to say that um, power meets power. And the power of love is the most powerful thing there is. So uh, let's send love to the situation on the floor of the ocean there and all of the equal and opposite effects that are expected. And... uh, I I know the earth isn't planning to go anywhere. No. Anytime soon. And we're not either. <laughs> no. And the idea of turning the earth back into a garden, I just love it. But does that mean they garden under the water as well or what? You know, like, I don't know. I oh, have to ask mother. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And there's so many energies activated right now. I mean, mm-hmm. our way of thinking we're being asked to change our way of thinking completely right now. Yeah. And and by the way, Rama said something that triggered another uh, related story and that he was wishing that the, uh, the scientists would catch up. And somewhere else I was reading about the, uh, oh dear, what do you call them? And on the, on the wet east side of Australia, the, where the coral reefs, the coral reefs, Somebody, and this was a this is a while ago. I saw this report that somebody was out in the coral reefs and saw that they were all coming back. Mm-hmm. And you remember when we were told that they were all dying, and that you know, and it was kind of everybody was playing the last the last uh, what do you call it? Trump for all of these uh, trumpet for all of these coral reefs that would never be come back or be in existence again, and they're all growing again. And nobody's reporting on that. So well, I like, don't know if they're all growing again, but there are some phenomenal uh, good things happening in the world of coral reefs around the whole planet. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyhow, it's just that nobody talks about all of these things in the natural world. And well, there are indications like there's for every for every story that, you know, tears the guts out of something there's another story that's showing how on something else is being rebuilt so oh i did watch a two-hour special on tv about the coral reefs penny uh and where were they tara was that all around the world or just in australia oh they were all around the world but there's many more they didn't cover all around the world but they went they they did start there and They've they've spread out from there. Uh huh. Uh huh. There are coral reefs, many many places. Yeah, many many different climates too. Yet uh, that that Pacific Rim of Fire in that southwestern part is that's where Tonga is too. Well, Tonga's a little bit more. It's south of the equator, right? But it's, it's yeah, south. and it's closer to uh, it's closer to New Zealand. It's clo- It's not well. 
close. I mean, that's relative. <laughs> but it's not out, it's not out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean all by itself with nothing around it. I know, it's that, a little closer to other land than that. Am I not right, Rama, that Tonga is about equally as far south of the equator as Hawaii is as far north of the equator? Maybe uh, you can look it up on a map. Oh, my goodness. Anyhow. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying we're in for many multiples more of changes. I mm-hmm. mean, we're talking about this is this is huge. It's going to have many more changes and i'm not saying that i mean it it seems bad at the moment but i'm so glad to think and know that all the people knew what to do Mm -hmm. well i i i tell you remember when we first what we talked before about that map that was produced a long time ago and you knew the map uh when when we brought it up yeah i am a america map uh that's not the right name. But anyway, at the time, this was in the way early 2000s, way early. And um, I would look at that map and it scared the liver out of me. Right. But now I'm not afraid because we know that all of these things are happening for the benefit of us, not well, for the destruction he, of us as, he, as a human race. And, and maybe this will maybe refresh your memory. The I Am America map shows huge landmass changes. I mean, there's bodies of water and where tons of land used to be. Mm-hmm. Is that the Gordon Scallion? The same thing as Gordon Scallion? I could, that was who I was thinking of. Gordon Scallion had a different map, but it wasn't that. You could compare the maps and you could see some similarities and then you could see some differences. Yeah, it's the same kind of map, though. Okay. As the I am America map, yes. Oh, but uh, wow, I'm just sitting here listening to you, and you said a lot of things, Penny. <laughs> and I only listened to two segments of that radio program while I was driving. Mm. Wow, that's yeah. the kind of stuff that's on the radio, though. And um, so I, I should just tell everybody that. You know, you can get it on Sirius XM for sure. And I don't know whether it's available on BBS radio or not, but that's an internet radio. But I know that you can uh, listen to CBC all, all in a lot of places on North America. And the programming is really good, except for the mainstream news. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm ready to pass the talking stick. All righty. Thank you, Penny. And I think I might just want to, let's see. Um, Micah first. No, um, Randy wants to go just before Micah. Oh, that's the direction. Okay. All right. I pass the talking stick to you, Commander Randy. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you, Tara. To answer Rama's question. The solar cycle 25 starts in the year 2021 in January. It will last till 2031 of February with the maximum peak this month. Oh, maximum peak. Things are so crazy. Exactly, because the maximum peak is February 2024. You mean like right now? (laughs) Yes. 
<clears throat> yes. So that's that's why you're going to see a lot of uh, fake pictures coming out of Nassau and all these other places, and the Schumann resonance is going wild, and I don't want to report it because it means so much more on the spiritual aspect of things. And meanwhile, you have government officials all around the world they're they're resigning. They're taking. They're they're retiring. They're doing all sorts of stuff because they're all they've all been caught in one way or another. Now Britain wants to fire off a nuclear missile with no nukes in it, just for testing. So you have to realize that all these warmongering governments and the officials in the governments that have war ties and ties to big pharma and everything else. They know this is their last kick at the cat. But the people aren't taking it anymore. There are hundreds of pictures of people taking the the uh, low emissions cameras. And they're just taking chainsaws and metal saws, and they're just cutting them down, even in broad daylight. And now they've decided that if you have an electric car, you have to pay... 35 pounds a day to park it in London. <gasps> what? All sorts of, yes. God. London's going insane because there's hardly any places to park. That's friends true. Of my, friends of mine that live there, I mean, they live in a very swanky neighborhood, and they, they bought an extra house just to get a parking spot for their cars. How much is 35 pounds in U.S. dollars? Oh... Do you want me to look it up? Yeah, yeah I can do that. Yeah. I mean, it's sort it. of like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a minute. So now, let's take a look at what just happened in Canada. They just said that in the emergency uh, act that they had for the truckers and everything was absolutely, totally illegal. It violated every citizen's rights in Canada, but nothing's happened. Yet one of the truckers that run over a pylon in the middle of Ottawa was just sentenced to 10 months in prison. <gasps> now, isn't that a screwed up system? That's ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. Because you have to realize that I don't care where you go. Doesn't matter what kind and what government it's in. None of them are any good. Because why did they get, why did they go into politics to begin with? Right. To have power and control. Right. So Rama, when you have a chance, when I'm done ranting and raving, I like your, I like your, your, your rant on what the hell's going on in Texas. And <laughs> I don't know if anyone knew this, but this is a post that was put up today. Did you know that Texas applied to join BRICS? Oh, uh, yeah. 56 states and territories applied for BRICS. Out of these, 12 states submitted projects that totaled more than $50 million or more in federal cost-sharing funding. Four states submitted projects with over $200 million. Federal cost sharing, California, Louisiana, Texas, and Virginia. So we have to realize that, that, you know, like 
the system's been broke for how long? A long time. So now they're doing whatever they think they can do to voice it all up. I well, it's not- Randy, it doesn't make any sense. Why do these states want to join BRICS? That's weird. Well, and th- the thing is, that's why I want Rama to find out what's really going on in Texas with the border, because some friends of mine have been living in Texas. I've known them since I was 20 years old. They said, look, at you don't, a lot of people don't realize that legally, on paper, Texas never joined the United States officially. So, in essence, they are a state and or country of their own. And that's why all the oil barons of the United States live in Texas. And that's why all the very, very rich Bible thumpers, no disrespect, live in a certain city. It's just for them. And if you don't, if your income is under... If your income is under ten million a year, personal income, never mind your church, you're not allowed to live in the community. Uh, can I interrupt at that yeah. part? Because this is a I just want to catch up with the the question you Rama wanted to know. Thirty-five pounds is the equivalent to forty-four fifty um US at today's rates of exchange, Rama. That's, That's fifty bucks to pack your car. Just yeah. to park your car for one day. That's insane. And then and then you're paying between ten and twenty five pounds to get into London. Mm. Certain areas you gotta to pay to drive in there. Oh, that's part of is that part of that fifteen minute uh, fifteen minutes? Part of stuff? that fifteen minute city on and all all mm-hmm. another crap. Mm-hmm. See what they want. What they the idea of all these fifteen minute stations, they don't want you to own your own transportation. They want you to use their transportation and not go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're not fifteen minute cities; they're fifteen minute prisons, and the people are starting to figure this out, and they're mad, and they're not taking it anymore. And my friend, in who lives outside of London, says, "You would be surprised at how many people over the age of fifty years old are rising up." And not paying this, not paying that, not paying this, because they're so mad at what's going on in with the government of the UK. So then you get here's something else I was sent today. Now I translated it. I don't know if it was very good because it was in Spanish. Now it came from the office of the controller of the currency which means the U.S. Department of Treasury. And never mind all the other stuff. The supervision of all national and foreign banking associations pertaining to the international pending settlement destined for disbursement to beneficiaries being U.S. citizens. And then it's, it's blanked out. It's redacted. After the payment of the deficit discovered ordered, by the collaborators of blanked out, conducted by the blanked out, beneficiaries blanked out, will, no matter what circumstances may come to be, be funded. Their proposed settlement amount of $57,000 and immediately afterwards be refunded 
the current and financial obligation of $13,000. My friend said, this is the money they're using to pay all these walking armies of immigrants that are walking into Texas. He said, this is where the money's coming from. So somebody in Mexico is getting $60,000. They're only giving the people $13,000, and they're pocketing the rest. Because you have to, people don't, you have to look at things and not just realize they're all, they're all well-fed. They've all got new shows, new clothes, uh, cell phones, all sorts of things. If you're down and out and you're running away from a country because you're scared, why would you have all these new things? Mm. It doesn't make sense. No, it don't. At all. No. There are certain people in Texas that are guarding the borders that are, that are, let's just say they may be trigger happy. So you have to realize that, that that's going on. Now, here's something else. As of today, as of today, the Universal Music Group, which represents a lot of artists, said that they addressed a letter to the artists and songwriters saying that it had not agreed to terms on a new deal with TikTok and plans to stop licensing content from the artist it represents on the social media platform that's owned by something, I can't remember the Chinese name because I can't pronounce this, as well as TikTok Music Services. Now, you have to realize something. That in the music industry, the industry that governs itself will use any method possible to make sure that the artist doesn't get much money. This is why a lot of artists have to go on the road, work their buns off 275 days a year, to make real money because they might get a dollar from a record, not even a record sale or a CD sale. And, and it's get, even worse. Isn't it worse with the steam, the streaming now, Rama? I mean, it's a lot harder to, uh, well, yeah, but there's all those different things on streaming and some of it is licensed. Some of it is not. The mm. problem is the problem is because of social media, Everybody can take something from one and repost it onto another. And that's what they can't control. Mm. Because I think it was in Texas or some other state today, they were going to try to pass a law to ban access to social media for children under 16. Even, even you know, for phones and all. Because, you know, we have to realize something. A lot of the younger generation doesn't have a flipping clue about what's really going on in the world. Nope. And they it's don't. getting worse. <laughs> and that's right. It's getting worse because they think what's ever on their social media is what it is. And that's old farts. Us old guys that aren't with it, we don't know anything because we're not on all these things. And that's very sad because what's happened to those children is They've lost their ability to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. And this is one thing that's going to have to happen. Once 
our galactic brothers and sisters land, they're going to have to shut that system down totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. No more, none, done, finished. There'll be other systems that will be able to come online and still do things. But you see, we've never, in this transmutation that's happened, before, when the soul left the body, which we call death, then the soul was free. So civilization on earth is going to change that. We're going to, we're not, we don't have to die, but we're being trained to take our physicality with us when we go traveling in the universe. (laughs) Right. So, but, You have to know what you're doing when you disassemble your physicality and take it with your soul and go land somewhere. You have to know how to put it back together exactly Exactly. like it was before. But wait a minute. Scary lesson about that in the garden of the gods on the way out. Yeah, yeah. Not about that. He did. So, if Rama goes onto one of the ships where there's nobody but reptilians. And he feels like he's out of place, even though he's met them before. His soul has the ability to appear as a reptilian. Yes. That's the power of our souls. Yep. So we have to realize that one of the things that Mr. Kesh is teaching, we do this every night, but we have no, we are not conscious when we do that. He is going to start teaching people how to do that and be conscious at the same time. Mm -hmm. But you have to learn to leave the monkey brain asleep so that the higher part of the brain can negotiate or whatever it has to do wherever you're going. It is not an easy thing to do. It takes special training. He said, everybody's in training. Everybody. Mm. But you have to be dedicated and 100% focused in the point of being in control and not wandering because that's what, what I call the monkey mind does. It will wander. Put a computer screen in front of a person's face with a whole page of YouTube and a bunch of different things and try to have a conversation when the person's looking at that screen. Mm-hmm. You'll have to shut the screen off because part of the monkey mind will look at the picture and the people that know what they're doing, they know that their screenshots, their thumbnails is designed to grab your attention. And that's what that's why some people make more money than other people on these formats. Now, what's really sad, though, is a lot, you have to realize, as much as the good information's out there, there's 10 times the disinformation. 
There's people there which would I call the grifters. They do all these things. They got nice, shiny, white teeth. And then when they take their shirt off, they're prison <laughs> tattoos. So you realize that people, a friend of mine, told me this secret to success is not asking for the really big money. He said, it's asking for smaller amounts from many people. I said, yeah, I know. When I was 10 years old, I seen an ad in a magazine, become a millionaire, send $1 to this address. I worked and then got pop bottles and all sorts of stuff when I got my dollar. My nickel for the stamp when I send it away, and I got a letter back about a week later. Thank you for your dollar. All you have is do what I did 99,990 more times, and you'll be a millionaire. And I showed my dad, What's this? My dad just laughed. He said, Read it. He said, Read what he said. He told you the truth. What did you do? Just repeat that process. He got one dollar. How many other kids, people, sent that man $1? Yep. So, folks, all I can say is this. The roller coaster is about to begin this month. So hang on and realize that if you're home, your body feels like a truck ran over it, and you can't figure out who run the truck, and then you look in the mirror and say, (laughs) Christ, I'm the driver (laughs) because we're getting our wings. We've always had our wings, but now we're learning how to unfold them and we're learning how to fly. What do baby birds do when they try to fly first? Well, they hit the ground. That's what we're doing. We're trying to learn how to fly. Mm-hmm. Take baby steps. Babies stand up, fall down. They don't give up. They keep standing up no matter what. They keep doing it till they master it. Well, we're doing the exact same thing with the transmutation energies and everything else that's going on. And at the same time, if you look at other things, Study the camaraderie that's happening. They interviewed this kid the other day. And it's a series I'm watching. Tomorrow's the last day. He said, this is the first time I've done something like this. And I can't believe the camaraderie that happens. Now, this is what's called a drag and drive event. You take your race car. And you're not, you're only allowed a little trailer behind it to carry your spares and one crew member. So he's, he's less than half a mile away from the racetrack. He's broke down. He said, six people stopped to help me. Figure out what was wrong. Six people. Then today, his car was broke, needed a part. And they called on the loudspeakers. Does anyone have this part? Within five minutes, someone had the part, got it to to help him. When they interviewed him after, he said, I can't believe this. I come from a division of racing where we race for dollars 
and there's no camaraderie. Nobody tells anybody anything. Nobody helps anybody. I'm coming back next year. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that's happening. People are trying new things and discovering that, yeah, there is some compassion and empathy and humans are still real. That's the end of my rant. I pass the talking stick. Are you sure you're done, Randy? Was is das? Was is das? Are you sure you're done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Okay. Um, I'll just say that you covered some pretty deep subject material there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you left me. Uh, I'm sorry, but the idea that you're stumbling for words is just cracking me up, Tara. Just cracking me up. <laughs> I'm sure you are getting a good laugh out of that one. Thank you, Penny. For- you're welcome. <laughs> I should probably mute myself anyway, or I might burst again. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, There's nothing else you want to know tonight, is there? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Between the two of you, I don't know if there's much left, but I'm going to leave it to Micah. Maybe he's got some words of wisdom for us that'll top this whole this whole fiasco, fiasco, fiasco round table. Ah, oh, ah, oh, Micah, here comes that talking stick. I'm passing it to you right now. Thank you very much, and greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. Well, folks, there's no doubt we are living through the shift of the ages. It's truly an amazing time to be alive. The transformation and ascension of our mother Gaia and the souls that call her home. The entire universe is all watching us right now. Mr. Cash teaches us that we need to understand the knowledge of creation before we can join the universal community. Everything has a soul that leads to its creation. Where did the soul of the sun come from? Every soul needs to know the purpose of life, scientifically reaching that understanding about the origin of creation. This March at the Sanya Conference in China, it will be shown how creation began, how the original fields came together. In transmutation, the soul interacts with the soul of the environment that you land in, and your emotion determines how you will manifest. If one can master their emotions, you can change form to whatever you like, just like Randy was saying. Uh, if Brahma ended up in a reptilian ship, he could transform through his soul into a reptilian. Um, water is like the emotion of the creator. This key to creation and creator can take a second or a lifetime or lifetimes to reach the soul of the creator. Kesh Foundation have their own center in Sanya, and the Chinese are open-minded to develop new technologies. The upcoming conference in Sanya will show evolution in science and technology 
we will see things that have never been seen before, massive breakthroughs. Come to Sanya with a clean soul. The cup of life given to the Chinese as a savior during COVID now becomes the cup of life for a nation. The Keshe Foundation is also negotiating with the American government to show in Nassau, Bahamas, the creation of life from the oceans of the universe. How life came from ocean to land and how our creation shall be. Um, by the way, uh, has any? I'm not sure if anybody's aware, but uh, it's not being televised. But the farmers in Germany and France are going berserk. Uh, they've um, stormed the parliament buildings. They're uh, uh, spraying manure all over the parliament buildings and lighting garbage, piles of garbage and, and tires on fire outside of them. Um, and also, going back to the border thing, uh, last I checked, there's about 700,000 truckers including Canadian truckers, all going down to protest that crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. Um, anyhow, that's all I've got for this week. And with that, I'll pass the talking stick. Back to you, Tara and Rama. <laughs> My God! Was that any better, Tara? <laughs> <laughs> My God, are we all... On a journey uh, to Never Never Land here, right? <laughs> are you there, honey? We are ascending. <laughs> Do we know where we're going <laughs> as we are ascending? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> But uh, I think it's all going upwards. <laughs> <laughs> up, up, and away in our beautiful balloons. Who sang that song? Um, it's a wonderful day. You're I, gonna I, go where you want to go. Sure. Do what you want to <laughs> want to do. Mamas and the Papas? I can't remember. Oh my gosh. Something is happening. That is for sure. Um, and it isn't just that we've lost our minds either. No, and we've lost our minds in a good way, maybe. I was going to have Rama to just tell me because the dates are a little funny on on the paper. <laughs> Rama, I, know. Uh, I, I just, uh, Rama, just read the first couple of lines of, uh, you got the date the 30th there? No. Okay, do you got the date the 31st there? No. You don't? No. Patty, didn't we do the 30th or the 31st? Uh, by the way, Up, Up, and Away is a song by the Fifth Dimension. That's it. The there you go. Just, you know, I hate to see you wandering in the desert like that, you know. But the Fifth Dimension is a great song. Great group. Oh, wow. I see. Okay, so you wanted, we had the 29th, Monday, the 29th, and then we had Tuesday, the 30th, Wednesday, oh, the 31st, right? That's wrong. That yeah, but when Rama's printed out, he doesn't have the 30th there or the 31st. How did he manage that? How did you manage that? Um, I printed out what you sent. 
Um, oh, okay. Well, never mind. I'll try it again. I'll do it again. Right. Seeing as how this is a, an in such an interesting program, I'll do it again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. That's yeah, you've really got the, weird. You've got the 29th dated here that Mama printed out anyway for Friday. And that that it says 1229 here. You completely printed the wrong thing. This is for December. Go print the right thing out, Rama. <laughs> it's the energy. Holy tornado. <laughs> oh dear. And don't trip yourself on the way to the printer either. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I was just going to say there's a little bit of a writing here under this uh, starship down there in Antarctica that's under the water, close to a glacier there. And it says, this is a small craft that has been stationary in this location for the purpose of exploring. This is sometimes done for convenience. As Pleiadians leave the craft to walk in the area. In the event of a decision to leave has been reached, the craft may be left for extended periods as the occupants are picked up by a craft from another fleet. The original occupants totaled six in number. And presently, the craft is in stasis. This allows other Pleiadians to come and go and use the craft as desired. A mothership is always involved. And they can summon the craft to enter without being occupied. So... Um, we're getting the lowdown, you might say, of how the galactics work with with each other. There's another today. There's a huge mothership, and it was hovering right over this craft, and they were both Pleiadian crafts, by the way. So they can beam up and down. They can beam beam uh uh from the land to the to the mothership from the under underwater craft to the mothership and back and forth. And the, the basic thing is that we're watching little segments of how the galactics are intervening so that we do not blow ourselves to kingdom come in a not so good way, everybody. And so we're feeling this transition as Randy was pointing out Big time this very month. <clears throat> uh, there's another picture here. It says every soul is a holographic replica of the great central sun. Think about that. Every soul. And we're not just talking about here on the earth. Yet on the earth... Every soul is going through what we're going through in some some way because the Earth is the only the 33rd planet of billions 
and billions of planets that are in our local fourth quadrant of our Milky Way galaxy, just not part. And we're the 33rd planet that's ascending amongst that many other planets. Something here is very, very, very important for us to get a, uh, at least a thumbnail grasp of what we're going through together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara, can I interject? I just had a thought. Something that you said made me think of this. Um, I said that I I don't know if I told you or not, but I had to get somebody in to look at the septic system last week. It turned out not to be as serious as I thought it might be. But uh, he came to he came to the back door and and I invited him in and he stood there for about ten or fifteen minutes and the three of us were having a good chat and. Um, he came up with some observations in spite of the fact that he's a church-going guy and, and there were a number of other things that he said that um, he he goes to uh, one of the Christian, I think he sends his kids to the Christian Academy in Sherwood Park. But he was telling us stuff that he's reading and that he's hearing people say and and on his way out, I said, well, now that you now you know that you landed in a nest of rebels here. And he leaned forward and he said, you know, and there's lots more like this nest of rebels up and down the road, you know. And I was, wow, that's great. You know, <laughs> that's great. There's stuff happening under the under the surface that we're not always that we're not aware of. But he goes from house to house mm-hmm. and and he'll see all kinds of people in his day, in his work day. And that's what he said to us. It's not interesting. Wow. Yeah. So he's opening his heart to a bigger perspective than the religiosity that he grew up with. That's right. And I don't even know if he realizes that he's doing that. In spite of the nose on his face, he's doing that. Yeah, it, it was just part of the conversation. I don't know that he's made some connections, you know, um, but he, I think he's relatively open. You know, I don't know what the, he sounds like, a you know, how I say that, you know, you're a reforming Catholic. Well, you know, maybe he's a reforming fundamentalist. I don't know. But it just seemed, yeah, he was open to all of this stuff. Uh, it makes for us to have a wider uh, communication connection with more people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. I think well, the other thing I think it also is important is it's got to be one-to-one where there's nobody listening and you can say what you think. Yeah, in other words, not another member of the family sitting there with big ears and said, I'm going to go tell dad or whatever. Or know. or go and tell somebody else out in the community. You know, there it is, you know, that yeah. uh, it just it just comes about as it comes about. Yes. But it work, it works better on a one to one basis. And this gentleman felt comfortable enough to do it with you guys. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, wow. that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I just thought, you know. I'm glad, given the other things that are happening in in our particular locale. I was really glad to hear that. So, well, I'm glad that you shared that with us, mm. and I believe that something is definitely up in this zoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and definitely, I think we'll let Rama start 
reading some of the things that we put together that's up in the zoo. How's that? You got it now, Rama? Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll mute out now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, this is Monday the 29th. I went and sat with 13 deer and six crows at the I Am Sanctuary grounds in Santa Fe at 11.09 this morning. We were joined shortly by Charlie, the caretaker. Charlie said to me, Lord Rama, there were some, there were two big solar flares today. As you are feeling dizzy, that is why. Charlie has numbers of friends from Los Alamos Labs, and Charlie is well studied in astrology, the teachings of Mama and Daddy Ballard, of the uh, I Am teachings, and Madame Bulbatsky, Alice Bailey, Manly Palmer Hall's teachings of the secret teachings of all ages. What is going on? What is going on are monster solar flares that are affecting all of life. Stay in your high heart. Allow these energies to lift you higher. See you in the light of the most radiant ones. Satnam Namaste, please survive. Okay, I have Friday. You don't, you just said you didn't have a Friday, but I do okay. have Friday. So, and I thought that I gave this to Penny, but maybe I didn't. But I think I should read this now because okay. it's an earlier report. So, <laughs> who knows? Um, so on Friday, the 26th, Raman speaks. He says, I received a text message from Lady Master Nana once again at 11.09 a.m. this morning. She said to me, Lord Rama, <clears throat> the International Court of Justice came up short for calling an immediate ceasefire. She went on, this is complicated, Lord Rama. There are people here who do not have the people of Palestine's best, people of Palestine's best interest at heart. The real story here is about the old male gods taking a back seat with the age of Aquarius being brought in now. The goddess energy is leading the way in this new age. Leave all the old stories about the matrix alone. There are two coronal holes in the sun. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam, namaste, blaze of violet fire. Now that doesn't mean that they are, the two, two coronal holes in the sun are fine. Yeah. And what the star beings are doing is using those openings in the sun to come through. Yes. And come to earth. Yes. And assist in this ascension process. Yes. So I just wanted to make that clear. And uh, 
the fact that it says that they fell short of um they fell sh- short of um calling for a ceasefire this is a serious breach of the leadership of the empire uh and so we need to send more love to the whole situation and not wish for people to be dead or you know uh and and i also think that the disarming process we're all going through like tonight um has to do with letting go of fear which is the culprit to wanting to do harm to another yes because you're afraid that feels like you're a cornered rat you know and what does a cornered rat do you don't want to know it's not pretty but uh that's that's you know what we're experiencing right now so I'll just pass this talking spit back to you, Rama. So you can go to what's the next day? Tuesday, right? Yeah. All right. I sat with 10 deer and six crows near Sun Mountain at 11.19 this morning. They intuitively said to me, Lord Rama, we see us. We see a circle for the sun with big flames coming out of it. Then they sat calmly with me for a while and let me know to stay centered and in my heart. Then I received a short message from Mr. X. He said to me, Lord Rama, Iran did not hit the United States base in Jordan. Repeat that. That's a huge statement. um, Mr. X said to me, Lord Rama, Iran did not hit the United States base in Jordan. The United States empire is stirring the pot for war in the Middle East. There will be no nuclear war. Yet the United States is pushing the proverbial fear factor to the max. Today, there is a new coronal hole in the sun. There were two big solar flares bordering on X-class flares. You may have moments of disorientation. Breathe and remember to stay in your high heart. Don't worry, be happy. Love is all there is. Satyam Namaste Blaze Violet Fire. And this is Wednesday. I received a text message from Tom the Ringtail Cat and Sweet Angelique the Cat at 11.40 this morning. They said to me, Lord Rama, we sent you a picture of a Pleiadian craft near Antarctica. It was in the water near a glacier. It seemed to me to be in shallow water. And um, this is what you read earlier. Um, well, Tom continues. It's what the next line starts with. Yes. Yeah, go ahead and read it. 
No, no, that's next to the picture, but read the rest of Wednesday. After it's in shallow water, he goes on. Tom, continue. Oh. Uh, there is a small craft that has been stationary in this location. No, no. Tom, uh, continue. There is another sign that our, this is another sign that our galactic family is here. Yes. We, you got that? We are. We are not going anywhere. What is happening is you are ascending and Mother Gaia too. Once again, leave the matrix alone. Focus on the energies of Candomas and Imbolark. The this these are the energy of the spring goddess Bridget. Yes. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, there were big solar flares again today, and there are extremely high electromagnetic energies pouring into Earth right now. Stay centered. Do not deviate. Our galactic family is here. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Satnam, namaste, blaze of violet fire. And this is today. I sat with 16 deer and four crows at 10.50 mid-morning. They intuitively said to me, Lord Rama, work with the heart energy. They literally showed me a heart. Love is the answer. Then at 11.30, I received a text message from Larry Curley and Moe. They said to me, Lord Rama, we sent you a picture of another Pleiadian mothership. This mothership was hovering directly over the small shuttlecraft, which is under the water in Antarctica, close to a glacier, which Rama told us yesterday is also a Pleiadian craft. Meanwhile, the solar flares continue. The ascension frequencies continue to rise exponentially. The matrix continues to melt down. What we can tell you, Lord Rama, is we are at the most critical moment of our lifetimes. Love is the answer to all the problems on the planet. Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix gave us a simple phrase back in the 60s, quote, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, then there shall be peace on earth. Larry continued, Lord Rama, there are many things that are leading us to our ascension. We are divine beings of the Most High. Each soul is a reflection of the great central sun. As we take our power back with love, we can radiate that power throughout all of creation. The violence and hatred that going on at this moment is about what we think we have lost. We haven't lost anything. 
as we look at each other with love and reverence, there is a divine spark that takes place between us. That is the radiance Lord Cryon speaks of. As he said, if you can see yourself, you are a radiant sun of all that is. Hold that thought in your consciousness. It will expand out infinitely. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Sat down, namaste, grace, fire, fire. I pass the talking stick back to you. Okay, I just want to repeat everybody that um, our brother who took his life today uh, in our family here, um, Jeffrey, that's uh, Jeffrey Banks. We want to send all the love we can hold and good vibrations for his journey as he travels to his next mission. And um, may we also, for the highest good of all concerned, send from our hearts to all those who are feeling like doing something like this, uh, a gift of of love and joy and compassion for their circumstance so that they can push through, you might say. And I'll just say... And choose a different, different way. Yes. I just wanted to say, as ridiculous as this might sound, this is the most awesome time to be on the planet. The most... um it is the moment where the shift of the ages is occurring. We're part of it, and um, the best is yet to come. It's not time to go anywhere except into the high heart and work with the frequencies to change this story first within ourselves. And like I said earlier, that takes patience and discipline. Doing the meditation, the sadhana, the daily work of ascension. And when you're in a situation that creates uh, maya, send more love. It's how we get through this. Each one of us, it's not easy to hear the Maya constantly being um, broadcast on all kinds of levels across the planet. It's what I call Maya, and another word is the matrix, the false stories that are going on about um, I could just say that because of what happened a long time ago in a galaxy not so far, far away, right here, 
is, uh, to put it simply, there, there were fallen angels that decided to play masters of the universe. And they did it so well that it changed um, frequencies and dimensions. And more and more folks are waking up now to the energies pouring in. And these fallen angels and wayward children of mothers are losing their power by the hour, by the nanosecond. And as we can find it within ourselves to have love and compassion for these souls that have made, um, I, the words that come to mind is they, they forgot or they chose to go down that path of the dark side. And it is our, it is our mission to send more love and compassion to them. And it will raise them up no matter what, whether they are aware of it or not. It does work because it is about the the quantum field. It, it's how we all interact with each other. I pass the talking stick. <laughs> I just I picked a a funny a little um, joke you might say that Penny sent. This was way back in September of 2023. But there's this little kid. I mean, baby. And she's winking with one eye a little bit. And at the top of the picture, she says, if I refuse, if I refuse to nap, and then at the bottom it says, is that resisting arrest? <laughs> so I guess the message is that we really do need to rest. We do. And I mean... More than we even conceived. More than we ever conceived of before. Yes. Because we're able to click <laughs> more of the energies going on. These energies are a trip. And as you don't do your spiritual work. Don't. Don't even go there. Yeah. Everything's got a reason. And we love everybody more. I wanted to read this little piece. It's a, it's a little mantra, I guess. It says here, life is a song, sing it. Life is a game, play it. Life is a challenge, meet it. Life is a dream, realize it. Life is a sacrifice, offer it. Life is love, enjoy it. Peace can never be obtained from the outside world. Rather, it must be obtained from within. So giggle for an immediate return to your use. And so, we wish you love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice and beauty for all that can be. 
so it is i'll be it there we go and um i would like to also say that uh we'll see you again tomorrow and keep in touch and check in i'm not sure it sounds like i mean Ram and I missed something the staff earlier before the show. Um, just want to have everybody check in and stay posted to find out if there's anything that we need to know about the schedule with BBS Radio. So with that for tonight, we'll see you tomorrow on Station 1, BBS Radio, Friday. Uh, it starts, uh, seven o'clock mountain, nine o'clock Eastern. We go for five and a half hours, uh, which means that Rainbird sticks with it. And at two 30 in the morning, she's saying good night with all of us. <laughs> uh, and, um, there's such a volume of beautiful things to share from many people. And we figure this out so we can continue this. So for now, Don, let's have some music. Are you there? All right. I'm sure Penny picked something excellent. So here we go. Namaste until we see you tomorrow, everybody. Aloha. <laughs>